Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, November 12th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I'm joined today by the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, and we are here at Rooster. I'm sorry, we're here at the Union Pub and Grill. I'm getting ahead of myself I here. I'm all over the place Go ahead. here. We are here today at the Union Pub and Grill. We're going to be here until 6 o'clock this evening, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. The Monday special, $1.50 bottles, $2 call shots. We are here with you this evening. We've got, of course, Monday Night Football on the big screens. Whatever they can dial up for you, we'll find it for you right here at the Union Pub and Grill. So it was a busy weekend for not just the Thundering Herd, but... Sports in general, the Cincinnati Bengals get clobbered (laughs) by the New Orleans Saints. So a coaching change happens there today. We'll get into that a little bit later on. I'm still a little scarred from it. Thankfully, I didn't get the chance to watch it because I was at Marshall Basketball yesterday. That was fun, wasn't it? Tough one against Hofstra. Hofstra is pretty good. Yeah. And they're picked third in their conference. Third? Third. Because that means they – That means they're pretty good, I think, because if there are two better teams than them in that conference – I don't want to see them. Who they are. Who are they? But, you know, what, two minutes ago, even Steve at anybody's game. So, entertained. But uh, they put the banners up and somehow, some way, worked out with a W. So, pretty good weekend on campus. Yeah, I thought Dan did a really good job of managing players. He had some depth there to work with. So, it was a good effort by the Thundering Herd. Football on Saturday, they get the win over Charlotte. I thought that was a, a good effort by them. The first series, you're kind of worried, but, again, Charlotte's pretty good, too. Yes. Their record might not indicate it, but they're pretty good. And then Marshall just about clamps down. And at the same time, you get a great running performance by Brandon Knox. You're sitting here looking (laughs) at your roster. If you're not following football with the Thundering Herd as closely as some, you're like, Brandon Knox, who's this guy? And he had a great performance. Yeah. Not first First time he touched the ball. Not too many people have that kind of performance against Charlotte on the ground. Anybody. I mean, I was the first back to get 100 yards against Charlotte this year. So a feather in his cap. And uh, the offensive line, it heard some more, a little more rumblings of late, but then they went out, uh, did their job, Brendan Knox with uh, the two guys banged up, and then uh, Anthony Anderson a little bit, whatever happened to him. Brendan Knox says, give me the ball. Next man up, as I wrote about. So he got it and responded. And uh, you talked about suffocating on defense, Paul. I think they had like 13 yards in the second half, Charlotte did. I mean, there was three and outs, like very routine, very routine. So the Thundering here gets the victory. Now, with that victory, they're bowl eligible. That's something that you were expecting all year long for this team to get six wins, not have to worry about trying to find a sixth win late. And with 11 games instead of 12, they got their sixth win, so they don't have to worry about it. I don't know if they're going to play an extra game because – up until this point, there was still a chance that they would possibly compete in the Conference USA Championship game. Now, this is a scenario that the conference uh, has right now that they're working with. Here you go again. <laughs> I'm glad you got this figured out. Well, I uh, I was uh, I was really smart, Dave. I, I just asked the conference. There you go. <laughs> I'm Judy, not, Judy, I'm not what sit- are you doing? I'm not sitting here <laughs> trying to do the, the yeah. math on my own here. Yeah. I just went ahead and and got the scenario from the conference since they know at this point they've been figuring it out so 
what they sent me was their football scenarios. They call this a simple evaluation of the league's 2018 football race through games of November 10th. And the West, UAB has clinched the West Division title. They can host the Conference USA Championship game with a win over Middle Tennessee on November 24th. They win, they're the hosts. Right. Now in the East, FIU is 5-1 and one in the division. They also are the team that can control their destiny the most in the East because all they have to do is win at Charlotte on November 17th and at home against Marshall on the 24th, and then they have the head-to-head tiebreaker over Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee can win the East Division with a win over UAB on the 24th and a loss by FIU at Charlotte on November 17th or a loss by FIU versus Marshall in Miami on November 24th. Middle Tennessee can also win the East Division if it loses to UAB on November 24th, provided the FIU loses both of its remaining games at Charlotte on November 17th and versus Marshall and Miami on November 24th. That's the scenario right now. The Thundering Herd's not in that scenario. But again, this is a, as the league said, when they sent me the note, a simple evaluation of the race through the 10th. I like that word, simple. <laughs> it's pretty, I mean, UAB wins out, you got it. FIU wins out, you got it. That's as simple as we can make it. Well, it's up to them. Yeah, UAB, only thing they're playing for as far as trying to clinch a now true home field. is home field for the conference game. They've got the they've got the West Division. Now, they're still trying to play to keep that streak of theirs alive. They're trying to make sure that they're going in uh, at the, the best they possibly can. So there's a lot to play for right. them. For middle, they've got to win out and hope that the FIU stumbles. And FIU, if they just went out, they don't have to worry about right. it. They've got their destiny in their own hands. Marshall is not in this equation at the moment. Right. But the Thundering Herd have six wins. Still that means eligible. they're, That's, they're bowl eligible, and they can make it seven wins. Then they can make it eight wins. And if you look at bowl eligibility right now in Conference USA, there are six teams with six wins in bowl eligibility. That's UAB at 9-1, and one, FIU at 7-3, and three, Louisiana Tech at 7-3, Middle Tennessee at 7-3, North Texas at 7-3, and, and Marshall at 6-3. There's one team with five wins and one win from bowl eligibility, and that's FAU. They right now are 5-5. Five and five. There are two teams with four wins and two wins from bowl eligibility. That's Charlotte at 4-6. So Charlotte's got to win. they got to win out. they got to sweep Florida. Southern Miss, they've got to win out. They've got to win their last two. And so Conference USA could have as many as nine bowl-eligible teams and as few as six, depending on the results of the final two weeks of the regular season. Now here are the primary bowl selections in 2018. You have the Boca Raton Bowl. That is uh, probably going to be a prime destination for somebody. You also have the Hawaii Bowl. You have the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. You have the New Mexico Bowl and the R&L Carriers New Orleans Bowl, along with either the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl or the Serve Pro First Responders Bowl. The league has a secondary agreement with the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl if the ACC or SEC not able to fill its spot in that game, and a secondary agreement with the DXL Frisco Bowl. So 
Where's the thundering herd going? That's yet to be determined. I'm sure Marshall would like to strengthen their bowl resume a little bit more, get the last two games. You don't win the East Division, but you get a little higher in the pecking order. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're. That's what you're looking for right now. So the season's not over. You've got a lot going on still. You have at least three games here. I mean, I don't think. Yeah, going by this scenario, I just. Yeah, I I don't see four. This isn't happening for the East Division. No. So still have three. You have three. And so Marshall's got a bowl to play for. They've got the fact that they could finish up and be um, one of the upper echelon teams in Conference USA. You don't want to falter in your last two games and then stumble into a bowl. No. I don't think that's what you want to do for your squad. So you're going to have a – I don't want to call it an easy game. Coaches aren't going to say that. But you have UTSA coming in, and I think that's going to be a challenging game for the Thundering Herd, only from the standpoint that – you can't let your guard down. No. You have to play that game, and you have to consider them a really good opponent. Right. Their record and their performance against uh, FIU did not no, indicate that. No, did not indicate that at all. I mean, they, FIU went in there, took care of business big time. You could tell like they are. Butch Davis has got them focused with what's at stake. W's are, that's all the acceptable W's. Then you go down to FIU. You know what you're going to be doing there? You could be playing spoiler there. Yeah. You keep that in mind. Hey, right. we don't uh, have a shot at the East Division, but we could go in and, and spoil their chance. We're not going, but guess what? You're not going either. <laughs> Sorry about that, dude. Yep. That's and the way it goes. And that's an important game also because you're down in Miami. You're down in Florida. You're down in that area. That's where they recruit a lot. Right. You're, you're down in that area. Right. Yeah, you're just down in an area. Of, you know, this is where you grab your players from, right? Quite, if you look at the roster, a lot of Floridas, a lot of Georgias. Georgia's right over the border from Florida, so, uh, you know, a lot of visibility when they show up down there, if that's where they go. Two places I've been reading all along, most consistent of anything has had them in the Bahamas Bowl or Hawaii. And I'm going like, well, I can think of worse places to go. You have to get the passports, but Hawaii, playing Hawaii. And the other day had Utah State in the one they went to last year in Arizona. Great to speculate, but the bottom line, we'll wait and see. But we know there is one to be had. Yeah. I think they're good as far as passports are concerned for Hawaii, since that's still part of the United right. States of America. We're good there. But Bahamas, they'll, they'll get it done. If that's where they're going? If that's where they decide. They'll get or it they done. Could, or they decide in the pick and order. Your turn to pick. Like last year, Lane had a nice choice, and he stayed home. Well, if you're Lane, do you take the Boca Bowl again? I don't think so. He might not have a choice. It may be gone by the time he gets to, around to him. If he gets to six. You take the Hawaii Bowl? That's a good choice. That's a good choice if you're doing it just for your kids. It's not going to help your fan base, but it's good for your kids. Three or four days, a little sunblock, could be worse. You go to the Bahamas again. That's a good kid. That's a good choice for your fan base. Exactly. Uh, if they have uh, prepared, but <laughs> I mean, realistically, that's just that's, that's, that's a just a choice for your your kids. Or the flip side, you could wind up like they did for a few years in the MAC, Detroit, which was kind of tough on Christmas. Albuquerque, New Mexico Bowl. Again, they know that one well. They were there last year. But that's not a great choice for your fans. Traveling is going to be a little difficult. Hard to travel. And you got the New Orleans Bowl. There you go. That's that's good to handle. They can get to New Orleans. But it just depends where they think the best matchup for them is going to be and at the same time where they can get into. Yeah. So they've got to improve their resume, have a little bit more say in this. But 
there's still a lot to be said as far as the season's concerned, and we're going to be right back here on the radio Saturday as Marshall will take on UTSA. We'll have it for you. We're going to be up bright and early, 1130, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. When we come back from break, we've got a, a pretty long interview with Jordan Dowry as this is the week that the seniors say goodbye to Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And the home fans, still plenty of football to be played, but this is it. This is the game in which you won't see these kids anymore play a football game at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. Jordan Dowry, we'll hear from him when we continue with this edition of The Drive. We are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. I'm Paul Swan with Dave Walsh. In just a moment, we're going to hear from Jordan Dowry as this week is senior week, so a lot of emotions on campus. On top of that, you've got the fountain ceremony coming up as well. So a lot of things going on, but these guys, again, have gone through it a lot. They'll be able to I'm really thinking compartmentalize it, put it in a box somewhere. But you know it's going to hit them on senior day when they get out there on the field for the final time, Dave. It will. Uh, experienced that a long time ago, but uh, as I mentioned earlier, Saturday we got to walk onto the field arm in arm. I had your interview person here on one arm, Isaiah on the other arm. I whispered to Jordan. Protect the man to my right, and the man to my right completes some passes, get the job done, and it all went well. They handled that week, that situation well, and now it's senior week, another one on top of it, but they know it's coming. As you mentioned, they'll focus on and be ready for UTSA, and that run out of the ramp this time will be a little different. They know what's coming, and they'll be ready. Well, I had a chance to catch up with Jordan earlier and just asked him about the fact that this is a pretty big deal. This game's coming up. It's going to be an emotional game, so it's sort of a special week. Yeah. And here's Jordan talking to the media earlier when I asked him that question. Yeah, this is uh, going to be my last game in the Jones, so it uh, it seems like it can't be. Um, it's, it's kind of come up on me fast, but uh, it's definitely one we want to go out with the right way. What's the feelings like for you right now, knowing this is the last one here? Well, it, it, part of me wants to treat it like just another game because that, that's that's what you do. You, you treat every game like you got to lock in, you got to do everything, in it, and you don't want to hype up any one game more than the others. And, I, and I've always tried to treat it that way. Um, but I've got a feeling the emotion is going to hit a little bit differently this week. And it's gonna, I, I think, uh, I mean, practice is practice, and you're doing the same routine every day. And uh, I think, I think during and after the game, it's it's going to hit more than more than anything. And I'm hoping I can just stay focused on winning the game um, rather than um, it being my last time out there. With, uh, with all the emotion of this week as well, fountain ceremonies this week, you've got you know, the last time at the, the, the Joan. Um, just how tough is that? Just to, to, to compartmentalize all that and still go out and play the game? Well, it's, it's one of those things you kind of get used to. Um, no matter what you've got going on in life, whether it's class or um, stuff with family or friends or anything like that that's going on, once you're on the field, that's got to be out of your mind completely. And so um, after playing football this long, and, it, and it's kind of everybody on the team learns to just compartmentalize as much as you can. Um, so there's as few distractions as possible when you're on the field. So I think that's the biggest thing is 
um, just fall back on that and trust that because we've all been doing that um, for a long time. So I think that's the easiest way to deal with it. Now we're at this point where this is your last game at the gym. What do you, when you look back, what do you take away from your time at Marshall? I've had a lot of fun. And I've met a lot of great people, and that's, I think the best part about all of it is is the people I've met and, and the memories I've got. So um, no, no matter what happens Saturday, nothing changes there. All, all those things are for life. So um, that's, that's the best part about all of it. Yeah, and the good news is you still got games to play after this, so you still have you know, road game, bowl game, so there's still a lot more football left. Yeah, it, it might be my last game here, but I'm not done college football just yet. So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to enjoy the rest of the season and, and not – uh, focus too much on this being my last game here because I've still got some games left to play. Yeah, so it's good to be bowl eligible as well. You already got that, so now you know you're going forward. Well, it, as it, it's a, it's a good landmark and, and you you want to get there, but that, I think that was all the expectation um, from the beginning. If we, it would have been a big disappointment if we didn't get six wins this year. And and so I don't think you you change anything you do or feel like you're where you need to be at this point. Um, we don't want to end with six wins. Um, so I think the next step going forward is just take that. I'm glad we're there, but move on. Take me back a little bit. <laughs> Five years ago, you walk out for your first you know, practice as a member of Marshall's football program. What, what was that day like, and what do you remember the most about that uh, first day, first week? I was in over my head. <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest thing. Is, and you, you go out and you start hitting people, and it's like, this, this hurts. Like, th these are big guys, like everybody. Um, and everybody like, like there, there'd be there'd be games in high school where you knew um, you were gonna play a guy that's getting recruited, and he like, you knew you had to bring in on that play because you were gonna get, gonna hit him. Well, that's every play, um, and so when uh, when that's the kind of atmosphere that you're playing in, it it made me a better player fast, um, and it kind of forces you to. So that was one of the things that was that was big when not, when starting out is just learning how to play at that speed, play with guys that are just as good or better than you. Um, it was a lot of fun. For you, your senior year, you get to share it with your brother who's here too. What, what has that been like and has that changed the dynamic of, of uh, you know, I know every year is special, but it seems like that might make it a little bit uh, even more so. Well, he is getting in the, the business of strength coaching and he had to go somewhere for this season and he wanted to come here to be a part of my last year, um, which meant a lot to me. Uh, we didn't get to play together very much in high school. The last time we'd been on the same team together was my sophomore year of high school. And we, we got two years on varsity together, and that's about it. Um, the age gap was just enough that going through Little League and everything else. We didn't really get to play on the same team very much. So so we got two years competing together and against each other in practice. And he beat up on me when I was on the scout team when I was a freshman. Um, but it, uh, it's been fun having him here, um, getting to do this with him, getting him to see. And, and, I followed his college football as much as I possibly could, but there's a difference in being a part of it um, like he is here. So he's really getting to share in my experience here. Um, that's been a lot of fun. You talk about the guys that hit you when you were a freshman. Do you remember one that stood out, somebody that knocked you off? There, there's way more than one. Um, <laughs> so it, no, it, there, there's there's a lot of guys. And, and, the, and the thing is, uh, looking back at, at the guys who – um, who, the older guys who beat up on me pretty good. Um, th those, those are the guys I remember, and, and when they come back, it's good to see them. And, and th they, they remember me as the, the scout team guy that went hard, but they, don't, they, they weren't here when I was playing most, for the most part. Um, but there's, there's a lot of really good guys um, that 
that <laughs> they hit pretty hard. Talk about this week's opponent. Uh, certainly not the club they had last year. That was a heartbreaker down there at the Alamo Dome last year. I'm sure you guys got a feel like you got a little revenge in Well, I, I don't know if we think of it that way. I think it was, we're a different team. They're a different team. Um, and they've, they've lost some people um, on the defensive line. They're one of their, their best defensive linemen's gone. But if you look at who they still have, um, as a group, their defensive line hasn't dropped off much, if at all. Um, they, they're they're very talented. They've the, they've replaced him with people that are really good, um, and a lot of those guys are back. So I think, from a football standpoint, um, they're still a really good team, um, at least defensively. I don't know anything about the other side of the ball, um, but I know that their defense is good and, and, and the D line is solid. And I think. Um, we're going to have to have a good preparation this week. When you see a score like that and they're on the wrong side of it, do you think oh, they're just going to come in here and be just an angry bunch of, of young men? Well, I, they might be. I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah. them well enough to know how they right. they. But uh, I think when any time you have a loss like that, and it, it can be fuel. Um, and I think that there's, there's going to be a lot of emotions involved on both sides. Um, probably for different reasons, um, but I think when emotions are running high um, in a competitive game like that, um, that's one of the things we got to we got to be careful about is just keeping emotion in check. And I think that that will be um, that won't be an issue with our guys. I, I, I think we've handled that pretty well throughout the season, um, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to be fired up and ready to go when they get here. Jordan Dowry always liked talking to him. He'll tell you anything and everything you want to know and. He's a guy who has seen it all, and he's definitely going to be missed this week. Uh, so your final opportunity to see him, at least in the home uniform, will be on Saturday. He's put things in a great perspective for his career, what this week means. is The last time he goes to the Joan, getting through the uh, anniversary of the plane crash, some of the people he ran up against as a freshman, he's, he got a good uh, a view of what his five years had been like, and I know how he wants it to end. He mentioned... Uh, might be some fuel for UTSA, having a tough loss like that. But uh, I'm sure they're thinking if we can come out, get on them pretty quick, uh, we, we can go out and make that senior day uh, one we will really enjoy. When we come back from break, we are going to hear from Frankie Hernandez later on. If we've got time, we'll get to Malik Gant. We've got plenty to talk about as well. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. Every Monday at the Union Pub and Grill, the Monday special, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. And, of course, we've got the best service in town. You don't believe me? Come down to the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. More on the way. It's the drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Paul Swan has the wheel on the drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Monday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm Paul Swan, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Monday special always, $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots, plus the best service in town. It's always at the Union Pub and Grill. So the Thundering Herd are getting set for UTSA. At the same time, they've got senior day to prepare for, and Dave, uh, one of the guys who's been, I think, a, a big part of this Thundering Herd team is one Frankie Hernandez. He's like he's been a long time calling that name out, but uh, he sure made his presence felt against Charlotte, and uh, I know he'll want to go it one more time in front of the crowd at the Joan. 
Well, we had a chance to catch up with Frankie earlier this afternoon. And the same thing I asked him, I asked Jordan. Just kind of give me an idea of what it's going to be like, what it's going to feel like. This is a pretty big day. It's senior day yeah. when you go out there on Saturday. Here's Frankie. Yeah, it's, it's going to be that type of game. My last game here. A lot of the seniors' last game. So it's, it's going to be special. What stands out to you? Yeah, when, you, when you think about all the games you've played in the Jones, this is going to be the last one. What comes to mind for you? Um, a lot. I'm a one moment bringing me here the first day, and now it's like I'm a senior, and you know it's over with. So, I mean, it's special just being a part of this whole university. It's special. How difficult was that first week, that first practice? Like, what what was the feeling like that first time you stepped on the field as a Marshall football player? My first day here, I broke my toe <laughs> on my my first practice. I it, it was the worst. My toe still hurt from that day, and it was the worst. I my first camp, oh, it was so horrible. I I, I pretty much I hated it. Just like I never did it. You know what I'm saying? Like it was the first thing. Like, as far as football, like, it was, it was it was crazy. Is that, in a in a weird type of sense, is that sort of what brings you all together, though, simply because all 100 and how many ever of you there are, every single person goes through that, that, yeah. process, that difficult process? Oh, yeah, for sure. You, like, you around guys more than you around anybody else. And it's like, you know, you with your coaches and, you know, the, your teammates, and it's like, it's you know, it's, it's a it's a cool thing to be a part of, for sure. Do you feel like people don't understand that struggle, though? No, they don't. They just think, they just see football, though. They don't understand all the extra stuff. How many, how many hours a day do y'all go about this? Like, uh, as far as being in a football mindset, you know, just trying to stay locked in and, and perfect your craft? Um, you saying, like, in camp or just on a regular day? What are you thinking about football throughout the day? 24 hours. <laughs> Fast. Yeah, 24 hours. Sleep. You, you you practice. You. I I dream of my coaches in my ear. Like, friend, you got to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a little stuff. You got to be on. A little stuff. What's that uh, What's that emotion going to be like, though, Saturday? You're, you're running out of the tunnel for the last one here. Yeah, it's, it's going to be. I don't know. I don't know yet. It's. It's going to be a big one, though. Yeah. You look at the five-year span and the success that you all had. It, you know, it started with success. There was some struggle there, too, and then you all built this thing back up. I mean, it, is it uh, sort of a unique process that you all have seen? Oh, yeah, for sure. Because when I got here, um, when I when I, my first year here, won a conference championship with Cato. I mean, I was a prop at the time, but, you know, I'm kind of still considered. But, yeah. I mean, then the next year we went, we won ten games. I played in that. Then after that, you know, the thirty-nine year. But I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a special place. I mean, Marshall's known for winning, and I mean that's what us seniors try to bring back. When you broke your toe, remember how it happened and what you were thinking after that? You thought, oh, I'm done now. <laughs> then you battled back. Oh, I think I I I broke my toe. Tackling Tony Pittman. <laughs> I broke my toe tackling Tony Pittman. Man, it was the worst. I was like, I was telling my coach, like, Coach, I can't go. And, you know, I'm a freshman at the time. He's like, man, you got to go. Like, period. So it's like, 
I'm fighting that every day. And it was, I'm like, man, I don't know if this for me, for real. Like, honestly, it was tough. But, I mean, it got better on. <laughs> it did. Nah, it felt funny, though. And then I knew it was like, I'm like, Coach, something wrong with my toe. He's like, man, you better keep running, period. <laughs> so it's like, like, yeah, one of those. I don't know if that's medical advice I would um, I would take. Hey, yeah. I broke my toe. Oh, you better just keep running. But it all worked out. So Frankie's going to be one of those that you will see for the final time on Saturday at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And a great story about him just breaking his toe going up against Tony Pittman. Exactly. Your first your first day on the job, you break my toe. It's like, how worse can it get? And then now he's going out Saturday on a pretty good defense, uh, wanting to make a long day for UTSA. So he, he's had quite a road for the five years. When we come back from break, we're going to hear from Malik Gant. I uh, want to catch up with him. If we've got time, uh, we've got Marcel Williams. Uh, he's standing by as well in the queue. But we will hear from Malik Gant when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're coming to you today from the Union Pub and Grill. I'm Paul Swan. I've got the young Thundering Herd quarterback himself, Dave Walsh, with me. And you can find us here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Today we are presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. And coming up, we've got Marcel Williams, if we've got time to get to him. But I want to get to Malik Gant. Malik Gant has been a name you've heard for a few years now. It feels like we just met him yesterday. But, again, uh, Malik Gant's got uh, really, uh, I think, some um, some good insights on the importance of this game, a senior day for a lot of guys. Knowing that it's the last time you see most of the guys you've been playing probably three three to four years with, and then this is the last time playing on this field, is just a major thing. All the underclassmen, we know that it's a major thing to send them out the right way. Uh, we know that it's an important game, just like last week, uh, to really send our seniors out the right way got to make sure this one you know, yeah it's not again not a must win they're all must win but mm-hmm. you know make sure that this one that you're yeah. right for the players that's even with us on the field and grinding just like we grind every day and just to know that we have to send them out right and they know that we, we we're going to work hard for them so that's the main focus this week how did those guys help you along i mean you you came on and, and mm-hmm. you know trying to make your own name and, and start with a scout team and you faced a bunch of these guys yeah starting Starting out, uh, when I first got here, Chase was a walk-on, and I didn't really know the ropes of how it was to be a walk-on or anything like that. And the first thing Chase told me was just that to stay focused and don't worry about everything that you got to go through as like being a walk-on and not having as many reps as the starters and people that would get the guys that they were looking for to come in when they came in. So he really was like a big part of keeping me going and keeping me focused and keeping me motivated throughout this whole way. So I, I really, it's like a big moment to see Chase last time playing on the Marshall field. People don't know, that's what I was talking to Frankie about. I mean, people don't understand that grind or the yeah. process. They just see the end product. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, it's a lot going, it's a lot that goes into it. And that's why I'm so, I'm proud of him too, because I know it's a lot that he went through going from where he is now to from the beginning. Was Chase the guy you learned the most from, or was there M- Most there? definitely. And, uh, that was the, probably the only walk-on that's, like, uh, from my class, I'm the only walk-on left. Uh, 
And Chase was the only walk-on that really was there for me when I first got in to talk to me and let me know how things were because I wasn't really sure if I wanted to stay were a part of this or to keep playing football because the walk-on process is really hard. And he just kept encouraging me throughout the long, uh, along the way. He's almost like a little, like a big brother. Yeah, and, uh, and when Nazi came in, it was just like I passed the throne down to Nazi and explained the same thing Chase explained to me the year before to him, and he understood it right away. You feel like that's what makes this defense a little bit special, though. You've got, you've got a lot of guys that, mm-hmm. you know, were, were very heralded and, and mm-hmm. things like that, but you also got those grind guys that, that yeah, have made their Yeah, most definitely. I think that's the foundation of our team. Yes. you got a lot of people that come from the bottom, and we all just mound together and just build Marshall defense. You know, I talked talk to Dowry about this, besides uh, all the senior day stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough loss to UTSA last year. Not, they're not the same team they were last year. Mm-hmm. You guys, you veteran guys, going to one. Yeah, most definitely. We uh, it's always a good ch- uh, good thing to have a team coming back in after you lost the year before. Uh, it's always the goal to get that win back and to uh, just with the extra uh, uh, motivation for the seniors to go out on the last senior night. Uh, it'd be a, a great all around just to get through W. Why is Bill Cornwell always going to bring up the bad stuff, like the loss of UTSA <laughs> yeah. and that last question? What's what's with Cornwell on that? But I don't know. You better talk to him. That was a tough game last year. I thought UTSA was going to be a, a much better team coming in here, and I had hopes. I held out for him. I talked him up, and they let me down. Yes, you did all you could. I did everything I could. I did everything that – Usually a football coach would like. You got someone on the radio saying nice things about you, talking you up, telling people how good your program is, and then nothing. Boom. Nothing. Nothing from UTSA. hammered down at FIU last week, so Well, FIU came to your place and took it out on you. So it's like uh, they only have two games left, too, so they're going to try to make something out of the last two. Marshall does not want that to happen here. Let's no. start the following week. They're going to be a nasty bunch of birds coming in, but at the same time, you've got a thundering herd team that realizes that on senior day, you better go out with a win for these guys because this is their last chance at home to get a win to play in front of the home fans, and you don't want to go out at least in front of the home fans right. that way. Yeah, they've been part of a championship. They had the three nine seasons they talked about, but then they ride the ship, got back last year, and this year had some big-time injuries here and there, and yet they're going ball-bound again. Uh, they won't quite get the one of the goals they wanted, but they still want to go to a bowl. That's achieved. So uh, a lot to be proud of for these seniors. They have a lot to be proud of. As I said, they've accomplished a great deal. We've got a couple of minutes, so I think we've got time to hear from Marcel Williams. And, again, I'm talking to these guys, kind of get their feel for how special this day is, how important this day is since it is senior day. Uh, I, mean, I mean, it means a lot. I mean, it's kind of your last memory uh, in the Jones, so you, you want to make sure you go out the right way and uh, – just, just, just take it all in with a victory. So, uh, I'm, I don't know how to say it in words. It's just, it's just something that that you expect yourself to come out and, and perform your best game on your senior night. So, we just got to make sure we handle business and, and make sure we send myself and, and the rest of the seniors out the correct way. So, what stands out to you during your time? What really stands out is just how close we got as a team and. Um, how much that we went through together. I mean, uh, f- from me coming in on the three and nine season, how much the team has grown and and and, and, and become better at, as a team. So uh, just seeing that growth and, and being a part of it and 
being a part of something uh, uh, bigger than myself uh, here at Marshall, which is not like uh, any other university. So it was just being being uh, able to experience that 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 feeling when you get uh, when you play the 75 game and, and just doing all the things that we did, like running to the cemetery that was different from other schools. So I just think it was tradition that I became a part of uh, here at Marshall that, that, that made it kind of different and that I liked the most. What was it about Marshall whenever you were looking at, at places to go? What was it about Marshall that stood out the most? When I came, I mean, it was family-like atmosphere, as, as everybody always says, because it's true. Um, I just I just saw myself fitting in into the, the scheme and uh, how things worked around here, and it was a lot of people from Florida, what I can relate to, as I as it was in my JUCO. So that kind of helped out a little bit too, and and just knowing some of the uh, the coaches. I mean, I talked to them for a long time in my recruiting process, and, and I just I just, it's just something about um, here that that stuck on me. Uh, with with uh, Marshall, other than my other offers, so it just was like it's just a feeling that I got, and I just stuck with it, and that's why I came. That was Marcel Williams from earlier this afternoon. Really uh, emotional, a little bit, not not tore up, but still, these guys, it's going to hit on the coming. yeah the next few days. Coming. It's going to hit them and. They're going to realize this. It may be, be a little bit melancholy, but I think at the same time, once they flip the coin, once they get out there on center field and who's going to kick, who's going to receive, and then take the kickoff or kick off, whatever, yeah, defer. Uh, it's all good. You know, you play five years, all the buildup. You run out, you seek Doc, you get to flower, whatever, and you hug your parents. But once the whistle blows, they have, they have a job to do. It's all over. Hopefully they'll celebrate and they'll have a chance to sit back and reflect what happened last week, what happened this week, and hopefully still have some more to accomplish next week. Yeah, they've got business to take care of uh, the next couple of weeks, and then you don't know where they're going to go bowling. I keep hearing, and again, this is all <laughs> stanchated. There's nothing that says this is how it's going to be. But how would you like to go bowling in the Bahamas? How would you like to go there? You would go, wouldn't you? If they trip i think i missed the deadline for my passport <laughs> well we can uh, pull some strings and get one made sure yes run yeah. down to the post office and smile sure take a selfie I'm sure he could make that happen <laughs> take a selfie uh there's also hawaii i would take you that trip, there. right i'm talking me i'm not talking about the where the herd fans are going to travel because again you look at some of these destinations these are going to be monumental tasks for some. Those two would be. The casual fan, the fan that loves following the Thundering Herd and goes to games when they can on the road, they're not going to be able to, do, to pull this off. The casual fan, the right. the more affluent fan, the more well-to-do fan, the fan with connections, right. eh, they're going to be able to pull this off. That's, as you mentioned, uh, New Orleans being one of the possibilities would be yeah. fit all categories, casual, elite anywhere in between it's good for your fan base now again i would hope that the conference would look at some of these locations and go all right what makes sense for our conference and what makes sense for the matchup a part of it's going to be the matchup right and if the matchup makes sense now wherever the thundering herd will go bowling you're going to a bowl game so there's no disappointment there yes. some bowls are better than others right. we understand that but for these kids i'm not a big fan of the bowls these kids love the Bulls. Right. So I'm not the one playing. It's not for me. I'll watch it. I'll 
I'll enjoy it. That's one of the games we can find without having to go to the seventh tier. True, very true. <laughs> you know how challenging it is right. for me. But the novelty of it is wore off for yeah. me. I'm not a big football bowl guy. Yeah. Now, you talk to me about NCAA basketball and March Madness. Oh, yeah, I'm all about that. Yeah, well, as you mentioned, in football, Marshall, regardless of what they do, you would not have a chance to play for the national championship. In basketball, Danny has just as much chance as Duke does. Now, it doesn't look that good after what they did at Kentucky, but they're, hey, they still have the same opportunity availing them. The best the Thundering Herd could do in the current situation is hope that they have an undefeated record and their resume is good enough to get them into an access bowl. Now, if they are consistently good, maybe eventually they could push that envelope a little bit more. But I don't know how this current system yeah. is going to benefit any group of five school. <laughs> Basketball, there's no group of five. This is everybody may the best man win. There's no power six either. <laughs> That's going to do it for I this edition. I I'm going to have to just now <laughs> and then. Uh, That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Back tomorrow, we'll do it all over again. We'll hear from Marshall University football coach Doc Holliday. His weekly presser to the media will take place, and we'll have that for you. And we'll, of course, be right here, not here at the Union, but we'll be right here on the radio. Coming up next, Statewide Sports Line on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And then the Don Elon and Bob Pruitt Show, also right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. For our producer back in studio, Gabriel Sellers. For Dave Walsh, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Good night, everyone. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Huntington Sports Station.